welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light, your weekly laser therapy podcast for those who are looking to use laser therapy to help with health conditions, specifically if you are a patient. I'll say before we get started that uh, our podcast is sponsored by Laser Therapy Institute. Laser Therapy Institute provides training and certification for laser therapy clinics worldwide. You can find out if there's a clinic near you by going to lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, go ahead, head over there, see what kind of services we can offer and how we can help enhance your practice. You can also listen to the Laser Therapy Institute podcast, which is more provider-focused. But today, talking to those who are suffering with plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis, a lot of people have heard of it, or they've maybe heard it called plantar fasciitis, or just straight up heel pain or foot pain. Now, not every case of foot pain is plantar fasciitis. So let's talk a little bit first about what plantar fasciitis is. Then we'll go over kind of how to figure out if that's what you're dealing with. And then we'll talk about a pretty neat review on laser therapy for plantar fasciitis, how that works, and what that kind of looks like, what the treatment process looks like. So first, what is plantar fasciitis? So plantar fasciitis is an inflammatory disorder of the plantar fascia. The plantar fascia is just a big thick band of tissue that runs along the bottom of your foot. You've got one on both feet. And what happens is that gets irritated or stressed or strained somehow, begins to get inflamed. And because of the way that that structure is built, it tends to trap inflammatory fluid kind of underneath it. So once that gets inflamed, what you'll notice is sharp, pretty intense pain on the bottom of the foot, especially when you step down onto it. And that is how we start to get into the diagnosis of this disorder. The classic symptom for plantar fasciitis is those first few steps in the morning are exquisitely painful on the bottom of the heel. Also, if you sat for a while or you've driven a long ways and you go to get out, those first few steps are really painful. After you've taken a few steps, it starts to get less painful. And in many cases, once you're up and moving throughout the day, it's really not painful at all or or minimally painful. But then as soon as you rest, as soon as you sit down for a while, you lie down or you go to bed at night and you get up in the morning, it's right back there and it's really sharp. It's really painful. Another way to kind of tell if plantar fasciitis is the right diagnosis is to squeeze each side of the heel. Not right on the bottom of the heel, but each side of the heel. And if squeezing the sides of the heel is painful, that's one more little piece of evidence that probably you have a plantar fasciitis condition. Now, of course, this podcast and what I'm telling you right now is not meant to replace actual medical care and medical evaluation. If you think this is something you've got going on, if you have any foot pain, it's a good idea to get it checked out. Many times, once you go to get it checked out, if it's been chronic, if it's repetitive, that you've had you know, multiple issues of pain in the feet, a lot of times we'll get an x-ray of the foot to see if there's a bone spur. Because sometimes if you have ongoing plantar fasciitis, ongoing inflammation on the bottom of the foot, you'll start to get excess calcification buildup on that plantar fascia, that thick band of tissue. Once you have excess calcium buildup, it'll turn into a bone spur, and that can mean that we have a much more chronic problem to look at. So many times an x-ray will be taken from the side of the foot so you can see if there's a bone spur underneath that heel. 
And sometimes we'll use diagnostic ultrasound to look at the soft tissues underneath the foot too, because with chronic plantar fasciitis especially, you get a lot of degeneration of that plantar fascia. And if that degenerative process goes on for long enough, you can even end up tearing the plantar fascia, which can lead to ongoing dysfunction, dropped arch, and some further problems with the foot. So, you know, that's not going to happen with every case. That's not going to happen the first time we have this. But if you've had a repetitive plantar fasciitis issue, it's absolutely something you need to get checked out and you need to get some kind of care for because there can be more than just pain. You can have ongoing uh, dysfunction and disability from this condition continuing on progressing to bone spurs and then tissue tearing even. The study that we're looking at with this condition today is titled Parameters and Effects of Photobiomodulation in Plantar Fasciitis, a Meta-Analysis and Systemic, or sorry, excuse me, Systematic Review. And that's really our kind of top-level research where the researchers gather a lot of different individual trials and studies together, look at the results overall, and then determine, you know, is this particular type of care effective or not? So parameters and effects of photobiomodulation or laser therapy, light therapy, uh, that's looking at the settings and the effects for laser in plantar fasciitis care over multiple, multiple studies. This was published in 2019 in Photobiomodulation, Photomedicine, Laser, laser Surgery. And um, they say that this particular condition, plantar fasciitis, will affect about 10% of people at some point in their life. And every year, about 2 million people will seek treatment. What can be done about it? Well, Obviously, laser therapy must be an option because that's what we're talking about today. But in this study, they do say that many times the options are stretching exercises, therapeutic ultrasound, anti-inflammatory drugs, shockwave therapy, and uh, cortisone injections. Now, why is there so many different options there? Why are there so many different things that can be done? Well, plantar fasciitis is a little strange because it sounds like, oh yeah, foot pain, plantar fasciitis, it's inflammation, it should all have the same solution, right? Well, not necessarily, because you have to get figured out what the cause of that inflammation is. What started it in the first place? Because no matter what therapy, what treatment you end up going with, if you haven't figured out the cause, and the cause is ongoing, the therapy you've chosen is not going to be successful. No matter how great it is, it won't work. For example, if you've got the wrong kind of shoes that don't give you enough support and you're overstretching that plantar fascia with every step, you're going to have ongoing irritation. So even if you take anti-inflammatory drugs and it feels better, as soon as you go to walk in those shoes again with improper support, it's going to create a new condition and you're just really never going to feel like you get ahead. Even with a cortisone injection, yeah, those, that's great at reducing inflammation, but if you don't have proper support in the shoe, then you're just going to create more as soon as you start walking again. Uh, well, I've seen a lot of these even that track back to old sprains of the ankles. Uh, and a lot of people have rolled their ankle before, playing sports or hiking or, or what have you, but if you have stretched ligaments in the ankles, that does not give the foot proper support. So then you end up more, with more strain going into the foot and because the ankle is just not stable. It overworks the foot, and then you have this plantar fasciitis condition. And this can go even all the way up into the knee. If you've got knee instability issues, you walk differently. You put strain on the foot differently. And the plantar fasciitis, listen, this is more of a symptom 
than a disease. So you need to figure out what the cause is. And many times you're going to need help figuring that out. So make sure you're getting with a really good physical therapist or chiropractor or family care practitioner uh, that's really sharp on this and can help you figure out where those movement deficits are. And I'm going to I'm going to say that your best bet is really going to be a chiropractor or a physical therapist with some additional training uh, in gait management uh, and support and biomechanics. Okay, once you've got that figured out, though, these all these different options are out there, right? We just talked about anti-inflammatory drugs and stretching. Uh, there's bracing, shockwave therapy, cortisone injections. Which way should you be going here? Well, in just about every case you're going to want to go for the therapy that has the least amount of side effects and the least risk, right? Stretching exercises are always a good idea for pretty much everybody. That's a good thing to get with. Your physical therapist is going to be great at getting you some exercises for plantar fasciitis. A lot of your chiropractors are going to do great at that too. Many times your uh, primary care medical providers know a lot of these too because this is a fairly common condition. So we've got good evidence really that shockwave therapy can work well. That could be an option. Uh, Anti-inflammatory drugs are an option out there for a lot of people, but listen, that's where we start talking about having side effects. And cortisone injections have been shown to have a risk of actually rupturing that plantar fascia. So it might make it feel better, but it does weaken those tissues and it makes you more, uh, more vulnerable to injury, long-lasting injury, if that plantar fascia actually does rupture. So if you can go for therapies that are the least invasive, that's ideal. If you have to work your way up to some of the more invasive, uh, side effect-laden interventions, and you can do that, but I highly encourage you to start with the least invasive. There are nighttime braces that can be worn, there are exercises that can be done, therapeutic ultrasound, and laser therapy. So we're going to talk specifically about laser therapy, but understand that laser therapy may fit into your strategy for addressing this along with several other things like stretching and bracing. So the researchers in this particular study that we're referencing today took over 1,300 individual experiments, studies, and clinical trials on plantar fasciitis and laser therapy, narrowed it down to seven studies that met their criteria for being very high quality and said, all right, look, how did this work? Well, it works quite well. And what they saw work the very best was when infrared laser was used for three times a week for four weeks. That's not to say it's going to work for everybody or that nobody's going to need more than that or less than that, but the best results they saw were with those three times a week for about four weeks. Now, there is some there was a couple of studies they saw that were five sessions per week for just three weeks. Uh, there were some studies that went for six weeks, three times a week. They all had good results, but kind of the, the middle of the range there was three times a week for four weeks. And people saw very good improvement with infrared laser being used on the bottom of the foot and the heel uh, concerning pain and disability. And further, the researchers said that, look, laser therapy, light therapy, presents no serious side effects like those associated with NSAID or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So it's safe. It works quite well. You're going to have to be a little bit patient. And you can't expect to be necessarily perfect after two or three or four weeks. You may need more than that. But this can be a really tough disorder to get a hold of. 
And if you can stay away from some of the more invasive interventions, that is ideal. What I will say, though, is if you're not seeing anything within about four weeks of starting laser therapy for plantar fasciitis, if you're not seeing any change at all, you need to look at some additional or different treatment. Maybe consider that you haven't really found the cause yet and you're continuing to strain that foot. And again, that is why I'm going to recommend that you get to an expert in biomechanics and foot support and have them evaluate, am I wearing the right shoes? Am I walking in a way that puts extra strain on the foot? Before you embark on some kind of treatment for plantar fasciitis, make sure you have good shoes with the right kind of support. Make sure you don't have a joint dysfunction in the ankle or the knee that may be changing the way you walk and stressing that plantar fascia. But once you've gotten that figured out and you go to look at the interventions that can be done, things that can be done, again, I highly encourage you to look at those treatments with no side effects that are very, very safe and have been proven to work, like laser therapy in particular. If you have questions, shoot me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org, or go to our website. You can find a clinic near you right there. You can send us an email. You can even call us. But thanks again for listening in today, and I'll plan to be back here with you next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.